Welcome to Equip, tools for navigating real life. Welcome to the Equip podcast brought to you by Arise Ministries. I'm Kim Heineke, one of your hosts. I'm joined by Pam Keneally, who is co-founder of Arise Ministries, and Melissa Hyatt, who is the high school pastor of Crossings Community Church located in Oklahoma City. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to help kids deal with divorce. Now, you know that divorce is never easy. Kids deal with lots of different emotions than the ones that their parents deal with. They can grieve losses as well. One parent may move out. Maybe there's some financial changes and they have to move to a new house or modify their lifestyle or activities and friends may change. All sense of security may be lost for kids that are going through divorce. Moms, how can you help your children survive this shock to their system? Stay with us today as we discuss a few thoughts from women who have lived in single parent families, either as a child or as an adult. So before we begin today, I'd like each of us, Pam and Melissa, welcome to the program. And just talk about very briefly in a couple of sentences how you became a single mother because all three of us have been single moms and we've kind of helped our own kids deal with divorce. Personally, my husband walked out whenever I had a two-year-old and a six-week-old baby. So I lived as a single mother. I also grew up in a single parent family. My mom was single. So I've kind of seen it from both sides. So that's where my perspective comes from today. Pam, tell us briefly for our listeners that may not know your story, um, how you became a single mom. Well, sort of similar to yours, Kim. My uh, first husband left me when my kids were two and four. Very shocking to me, unwanted. We were, uh, at one point in time, had been teachers in the church. Uh, I had never, in our family, there were no no divorces. So Mm -hmm. this was a very shameful thing for me to deal with. And so um, life just moved forward from there. Okay, thank you. And Melissa, welcome. Thank you for joining us at Arise yes. Ministries. Tell us, um, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, I actually grew up um, with a single mom. My mom left my abusive dad when I was in third grade, um, and that's kind of all I knew, and she was this strong, wild mom, and um, <laughs> that's just the way I was raised. I became a Christian in high school, and um, knew that once I got married, I wasn't getting a divorce since I was a Christian, right? Right. <laughs> um, I had been married six and a half years. We had a seven-week-old and a six-year-old, and we both worked in ministry. And um, my husband, kind of out of the blue, decided that he did not want to be married anymore. Um, and I suddenly found myself with a newborn and an emotional six-year-old on my own, mm-hmm. trying to figure out how this happened when it wasn't supposed to happen. Right. Um, so that that's my story um, and how I also have another perspective working with high school students a ton of our students go through this right um, and so I have this personal and then also this professional experience with it thank you I want to say before we start our discussion that we know many of our listeners did not become single mothers through divorce and so this podcast is really specifically geared toward moms who did find themselves in that situation. So if you're not a single mother because of divorce, maybe you'll pick up some things that still are helpful to you. But we also we just want to acknowledge that not everybody has, you know, like a shocking, no, you did not just leave me story that the three of us have. But that's just where we are, what we're going to talk about today. So Melissa, I want to ask you, in your work as a high school pastor, you see a different side of kids. You have a different perspective than the mom does or the dad does. But what would you want to tell moms that just went through a divorce? Maybe something that you see from kids that they may not see. Yeah, I think that it's really important to remember that your voice is important to them, especially as your kids get older. 
culture and maybe even your teenager will tell you that your voice isn't important and (laughs) and that's just not the case um if you read studies as a child the number one influence is a parent and as they begin to grow up you lose that spot to friends Mm -hmm. but you still have the number two spot Mm -hmm. it goes friends parents and then my favorite is celebrities. <laughs> Those That's are the so three <laughs> people influencing your teenagers. But the important part of that is that friends change and um, celebrities lose their status. You get to be that steady force in their life. And I think that's incredibly important because we begin to think that, especially as they get older, that they don't want to hear our voice or that it's not important. At all the time, students will tell me, they'll, they'll tell me something and I'll ask, have you talked to your parents about this? And mm-hmm. their response, 90% of the time is, I cannot talk to my parents. Mm-hmm. My mom will freak out mm-hmm. or, um, <laughs> you know, and we all have done that. I, sure. I actually kind of lost my mind last night when I saw my 15-year-old put his dirty socks back in the drawer. Um, <laughs> that is so simple. And, right? I, that is exactly what and I mom said. I thinking, I wish that was my only problem. Uh, it, I was I mortified. wish it was my only problem. <laughs> Burn the dresser, you know. I was just mortified. But I think that that's important because they are actually really desperate for mm-hmm. our voice because it's the steady one. Um, when my son was little, I bought this book where, that recorded my voice. And when I would go out of town, I would leave it with him to hear. And and we don't have that book anymore, but now we do car rides. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 15. He kind of likes me, I think. I kind <laughs> of like him. I know I love him. but That's good. I, I think going on car rides or finding this place where they can still hear from you and knowing that your voice is valuable, but showing them that theirs is as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to ride in the car because he can't leave and I can't leave and we don't have to look at each other. Um, <laughs> but I, I just, I think that that's so important. And if I have time, I want to tell you guys a Go quick ahead. story. Um, and I got his permission, but my oldest at the age of 12 discovered pornography. And, and I'm a, I'm a youth pastor. I know how to keep my kids from doing right. that. Right. And, um, he found it and it found him. And for two and a half years, we struggled through that. Um, and I wasn't really sure what to do and I didn't want to talk about it. Right. I'm, I'm a It's kind of not a, a girl. Thing. Yeah. I, you know, I wake up hungry. I don't, wake up thinking about that stuff (laughs) Um, and he did and we had been talking about it for almost two and a half years and we were on a car ride and he began crying about this and I said bub you've you've got to figure out on your own um, how to get through this like what is it going to take what's it going to take and I was shocked because he looked at me and he said I don't know mom but please don't ever stop asking me Mm, that's so please don't ever stop asking Mm -hmm. me and I almost fell out of the car you know because Every time I asked him, have you been looking or are you struggling, he was so annoyed and he was distant. But in that moment, he was telling me and reminding me, your voice is so so important. That's so good. Your voice is so important. And so I think we have to fight for that. Mm -hmm. For us, we we go to OnCue and get a Dr. Pepper and cashews and we drive around. And Mm -hmm. so whatever that is for you, I think moms need to know that your voice is super important. Just more important than the celebrities. Not as important as the friends, but it's important. Yeah. I love that. You, th- you think because they're not talking to me, they don't want to hear what I have to say. And so, our, I mean, I can g- be a junior high girl in like 30 seconds. I start to think, well, I don't have anything to offer him or 
what I'm telling him, just what you said, is annoying to him. So I start to shy away. And then somebody comes along and, you know, whether it's my girlfriends or whoever, and just reminds me, you're the mother. Yes. You know, like, go be the mother. Yes. And so, and to keep talking to them. I know it pays off in the long run. I know we don't reap in the same season that we sow. It's just hard to keep sowing. It really is. And just also be reminded that you are their safety net, that that no matter how far down they go, your safety net is always under there. And just remind them, I'm always going to be here for you, and I'm your safety net. And and I love the fact that you say persevere in the talking about it and putting them in a, a situation, an environment, where they feel safe to do that. That's yeah. good. So when children experience divorce, and I experienced it, I feel like off and on from the time I was 10 until I was like 14. My dad was kind of in and out. And then my own boys, they were young. They were like two and and six weeks old. But still, the effects of that go on and on and on. And now they're almost 21 and almost 19, and it's still going. So, But what makes children feel safe and settled when parents divorce? Because there is that feeling for a mom of everything is out of control. And when the mom's out of control, I mean, like, really, everybody's out of control. Yeah. It's it's all out crazy. But what makes kids feel settled and safe when that happens? Do you want to talk about that, Melissa? You know, this worked in our home, and it seems elementary, but fun was really important. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to make sure that we still had fun. We had fun as a family before, and when you're going through that um, heartache and even as the years continue – it's just different. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was really important to protect our fun, um, to make time for it, to be intentional. Um, for us, we had to get on a routine or I just forget everything. Right. So every Tuesday we watched the movie and every Sunday we played a board game. And I hope that someday my boys grow up and that they can look back and say, I really had fun with my mom. And that I think that seems kind of simple, but I mean we're laughing and we're making memories and that doesn't have to leave with you when that person leaves you that's good so my elementary advice is just have fun with your kids yes and I love the fact that you created traditions you know traditions are so important for them to fall back on traditions they find safety and security and belonging those core values and the core things that children need are found and the simple things they don't realize what you're doing and it's through traditions that you create Mm -hmm. for them and new new traditions because once you're a brand new single mom, you may have to create new traditions for them. Mm-hmm. That can be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. that's good. I think also from my personal um, experience, one thing that made me feel settled when my parents divorced was that my mom never made me feel like I had to choose sides. Mm. That happened so often because there's a lot of there's a lot of anger and there's a lot of bitterness. You know, if if you're a woman who has experienced rejection and abandonment. There's a lot of those emotions. And so I would ask our moms that are listening to think about put your kids' feelings first when you're dealing in that situation. Like, don't make them choose sides. Don't make them feel bad that they love the other parent and that they still want to see the other parent. Don't just support that because that is that makes kids feel safe if they still feel the freedom to love the other parent. Right, and I want to say, too, because I'm a little bit different perspective than you two because now my children have children, so I'm, I have grandchildren now. <clears throat> so what you said about the effects go on until you see Jesus. I mean, they go <laughs> on and on and on. That is so important during these years when they are at home that you give them the opportunity to love their dad. 
even though you may not mm-hmm. and it didn't work for you. It's so valuable and so important that if you, if you want them to grow up to be whole, healthy, and healed, you must give them that gift mm-hmm. to have a free relationship with the other, with their parent because there's an infrastructure in them that, that yearns for that. So do not take that away from them or, or what you're experiencing now will triple by the time they're adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, my dad wasn't a great dad. And my mom didn't have to tell me that, you know, she never had to say anything because you grow up and he forgets enough birthdays or he, you know, ends up doing some really sketchy stuff and you just figure it out. Like that might not be somebody I want to grow up to be like, no. And my mom didn't have to tell me. So I love her for that. So let's also talk um, because you're a high school pastor. So I just want to talk about faith a little bit. Talk about the role of faith in a child's life when parents divorce. Yeah, faith is an incredible thing because I believe it's that one thing that can't be taken away from you. Mm-hmm. I mean, in this moment, and there's always that reminder that something was taken. And, um, you know, for me, it was not just my marriage, but my home. And I even had to change my job. And all of these things were taken away and, and taken from my boys, quite mm-hmm. frankly. And faith is that one thing that no one can take from you. So it's an incredible thing. And then scripture calls Jesus the hope of glory. And my goodness, we need hope in this, and our kids do too. And I think that um, what I hated most is that my home became labeled as a broken home. And my home is not broken. It's being built, and I hate when people say that. I want us to pass some law where we don't have to call them broken homes anymore. You know, it might be messy and a little broken on Monday mornings, but it is not, (laughs) you know, a broken home. And um, I think if you want your kid to know Jesus, you need to make them live with him. Mm -hmm. So wake them up in the morning with him and come home from work, even though you're tired with him, and talk about him. And that doesn't mean that... You know, especially me being in ministry, I know my boys get really tired of um, hearing me speak. Yeah. And that doesn't mean we're preaching and that we're always talking about Jesus, but acting like him and showing them what that looks like is so important. And, um, you know, I make my nine-year-old who tends to be, he's kind of the little showboat in the life <laughs> of the party. And it just naturally becomes about him, and I'm afraid he's going to grow up and be a little selfish. So I make him do <laughs> funny things. Um, I make him put our neighbor's trash bins back next to their house, and one day he said, I have to ask you, why are we doing this? And before I answered, he goes, oh, wait, I know, Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, so do do funny things because of Jesus, and, and you can bring that hope back into their life. and. Um, for us, I also want to make that fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to put up stinky trash bins because I think that's probably what Jesus would do yeah. if he was living today. So I think it's so important and for them to know um, and to see it and and to make sure that it's just a part of who you are yeah. and a part of who they are. Yeah. And um, I don't know, we, we just cling to that. No one can take this from us. So I like. love the thought of not being able to take that away from you. And, you know, there's things that you'll do in front of your children that you would not do in front of an adult. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I remember, like, when my husband left and I was by myself, that is really when I got crazy bold about about my walk with with the Lord. It was like, well, I'm the only one here. I'm the only—if I don't teach these boys about Jesus, who's going to do it? And I was, like, ridiculous, you know, all the time, talking about it all the time. And then it becomes a habit. 
and it just comes out of you all the time. And even my high schooler a couple of years, years ago said in a probably a heated conversation around the table, he said, I just don't want to hear any more talk about God. He's like, you talk about it all the time, all the time. And so I said, hey, you know what? I can respect that. I'll back off. I won't, I won't say any more. I'll give him a little bit of what he wants. And he said, well, now hold on. It's not that I don't want you to talk about it, because that's, <laughs> that's how I know that's important to you. Yes. But I'm not sure that if I, had, if I didn't have those desperate years where I just learned to love Jesus, mm-hmm. I'm not sure that I would have shared that with my kids in the same way. Mm-hmm. But I know that whenever things come up and they would say, you know, why did this happen? Why did this happen? It was always easy to say, this, you know, this is what happened with your dad, but let me remind you what God's word says. God's word says he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And to always point them back to the truth of scripture. So moms that are listening, faith is very, very important. Yes. And, and just what Melissa said, your kids need to see you live it out because they'll, they'll see it. Yes. Yes. And, and I want to say as well too, that, that it's important during that time to, to, um, to let, not only let them see it, but to, to realize and recognize that, that this is who you are. Mm-hmm. And um, they, they will internalize who their mother is way beyond what you're walking with them now. Right. When they have their own children. They will know that they know this is who my mother is right. because you modeled it so many times over and over. And that's very, very valuable. And I just want to back up to what Kim said, that moms, if you're listening today, there is an advantage to being a single mother, mm-hmm. a huge advantage, and that is you get to pick. You get to run your household the way you want to. Mm-hmm. If Jesus is head of your household, how can it be broken? You right. get to pick and take advantage of it. Take advantage. Don't be don't be in a hurry to bring some other male into the home because <laughs> that can mess up the formula <laughs> real fast. <laughs> but there is an advantage to being a single mom when it comes to faith issues. I agree. Let me ask you this. There's a lot of details, a lot of ugly that happens when women get left. So it is natural for kids to say, well, tell me why you and dad got divorced or what happened. Or, you know, there's, there's just a lot of details and children don't need all the details that, about what led to a separation. But what should they be told? Anybody want to jump in and answer that one? This is a hard one. You know, I have two. My boys are complete opposites. One asks 870 questions an hour, and the other doesn't ask any questions. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's important to focus on the new us, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like for you. And I try to always just tell my story. And like you said, I'm not trying to create an image of their father for them. He's doing a great job on his own of that. my my oldest is 15 and a half and we got his permit on Thursday which if you have a prayer closet say my <laughs> say my name <laughs> oh lord um but we were driving and I'm in the passenger seat buckled in as tight as I've ever been and I see the light turn yellow and we don't slow down and then it turns red and I just start screaming like a maniac I, that was not helpful because that's real helpful yeah. with a new driver yeah. behind and the wheel <laughs> he slams on the brakes and I said what, what were you looking at and he said I was looking at how fast I was going and I said that's not what you look at when you drive like the most important thing is it's the lights um and i think that we have to keep our eyes on the most important thing and and the the most important thing is the new us and so that's what i want to talk about with my boys you know they'll ask questions and sometimes i tell them i'm not going to answer that until 
you know, you, you have a credit card in your name or something like that. Yeah. The same reason why my little guy wants to know how much I make every year. I'm not telling him that, you know, <laughs> he would be, he might be a little sad. Um, <laughs> there's just some things they, they don't need to know. And, um, so I try to always just focus on us and, um, talk about us and, um, they ask those questions, but I don't know. I, I just have tended not to answer them. And I think my role is to be the peacemaker and, so whatever that looks like. Sure. And and they will want to know sometimes, and I think you can always say, you know what, life can be very difficult at times, mm-hmm. and it doesn't always turn out the way we had planned. And, and just because we will not be living together under the same roof doesn't mean that we both don't love you. You still have the security from us, and and so you you got to be honest about it. But um, you just start to redefine, you know, what we still have a family and redefine what that's going to look like. It's going to look a little bit different, but you still have a family. And just to be able to start talking about what the dynamic, redefine what your home's going to look like. Yeah. Because they want, they want to see it in black and white because they're going to have to walk through it. So I might as well say this is what it is. And there's probably a good chance that, and unless you were caught off guard, like it sounds like you were, mm-hmm. Melissa, and I was totally caught off guard as well. Mm-hmm. Pam, mm-hmm. were you? So, okay, so we're all mm-hmm. caught off guard. But there's a good chance that that the wife or the mom has already, you've already run this through your head, and the kid just doesn't have the maturity. They shouldn't understand this. This isn't the way it was created to be, you know. So I would say if you're thinking about, should I tell my kids? What should I tell my kids? Always, always err on the side of less is best. I mean, like, do not. They just don't need to know. They don't need to know that. You don't need to say like, "Well, Dad moved out because Dad cheated." That you don't need to say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it is their it is their father, and you just have to you have to do a lot of protecting. In my opinion, you yes. just you got to protect them. They my boys would ask all the times, "Well, I just don't understand why you know you and Dad got divorced," and I you know similar to what you would yes. say, I would say, you know what, guys, sometimes people make choices that you just can't Explain. take back. Mm-hmm. And so, and choices have consequences. And sometimes those those consequences, you just can't get back to normal, you know. And of course, I wanted to say, well, let me tell you what happened, you know. <laughs> yeah. But but my boys are are nearly grown, and I'm not sure that I've really ever had those conversations. I've redirected them at this point sure. back to him, right? You know. So, okay. So, moms, if you're listening, just, just zip, cool. zip cool. your yeah. lip. Don't say too much. <laughs> just tell Done. them. That tape is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs> I actually, I wrote, I wrote down a scripture for this one because I'm good. the pastor, so I thought I had to bring a scripture. Nice, or nice. Or, yeah, I wasn't doing my job. <laughs> um, you know, I thought when I saw this question, I thought of um, Proverbs fourteen thirty. It says, "A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body, mm-hmm. and jealousy is like cancer in the bones." And so, for me, I don't want to keep speaking those things. Yes, and, and I and I I want to be healthy for my boys. So that idea of a. a of a peaceful heart and I want my boys to have a peaceful heart as well so that's good that was my that. that was my scripture yes. for thank the day. you for bringing yes. thank you for bringing the bible into yes. our podcast you're, you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> yeah we want God to be pleased with this so you, you can go on sister okay <laughs> so let's just kind of chime in maybe tag team things that moms can do to help kids anybody want to start off with one some practical takeaways if you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, this is all well and good, but what can I do today to help my kids through this difficult season? You know, I think you can, um, you want them to talk. Mm-hmm. I think it's good that you, I know it's difficult for you to hear. And something I did that I wish I could have do-overs. I mean, I maybe, maybe y'all did everything perfectly. I look back and I, I have do-overs. And one of my do-overs is it hurt me to hear them talk about it. So I 
I, I just kind of shunned the topic a little bit. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to talk about it because it hurt me to hear them hurting. But I didn't realize that was healthy for them to talk. Mm-hmm. And so I wish I could have a few do-overs and some conversations instead of shutting them off, encouraging them to talk, even though it hurt me to hear. Um, I wish I could have do-overs. So, so encourage them to talk. Buckle your seatbelt and don't comment when they talk about mm-hmm. the ugly stuff. Just keep it to yourself. And don't and, don't mess up your face either. Yes. Don't like... Yes. You can't see us on the other side, <laughs> yes. but just imagine just like yes. a little grimace. and Yes, just uh, allow them to vent. They need to vent somewhere because if they don't vent to you, they won't internalize it, and it will come out other ways you don't want. Yeah, and maybe years down the road. Years down the road, certainly. So, And that's difficult, too. Yeah. So that's what I would say for sure. That's good. Sometimes we learn in ways that, um, that we didn't do it so well, and I'm always free to share those. Yeah. yeah. I did a lot of things wrong. Um, one thing I did right that I'm seeing the fruit of now that my son is 15 um, is I created an army um, for my boys. And, and this is going to take some work. And if you're in a church, this is a little easier, I think. And maybe there's other forms, but that was just my experience. But um, I will always tell parents that this is not a cruise ship. This is a warship. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do not go to war alone. And you need to create um, a group of people around you that are also in your kids' lives. I think um, just because I'm alone doesn't mean that my kids have to be lonely. And so yeah. I literally wrote down five names of men um five guys' names that I knew that I wanted to be a part of my boys' lives. And I I called each of them, and I said, this sounds kind of weird, but would you spend one hour a month Mm -hmm. with my son? Um, And he was eight when we moved here to Oklahoma. He's 15 now. Um, Every Monday he goes rock climbing with one of those gentlemen, and every Saturday he still goes to lunch with one of them. And a while back we were driving down the road, and um, he was breaking down sort of about his loneliness and how he missed his dad. And I always will ask him, you know, are you angry at God? Are you angry at me? Mm-hmm. And why do you think God let this happen? And I said, let's let's come up with one thing, um, one answer for why you think God would allow this to happen. And he said their names. Wow. You know, I wouldn't mm. know Randy and I wouldn't know Michael if it weren't for this. Um, so for me, creating that army was so valuable. Mm-hmm. And I'm so seeing good. the fruit of it now. Um, he says they're his best friends and they're older than me, so that's kind of funny and weird. But um, <laughs> those those guys, they were the ones I called when mm-hmm. when we were dealing with porn and those things because I don't know how to do this. So if you you can kind of you have to lower your pride a little. Yep. Um, you have to let other people be the hero, um, but that's okay. But that's good because you think, okay, well now I'm the now I'm the head of the household, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you do everything no. like what you're talking about. It means you use your resources to make sure those things get done. Right. And so if, if they're missing a male role model, I did the same thing. Called up a friend, said, can he come build a fence with you? Mm-hmm. Like, or can he just, like, maybe hold the hammer? Because yeah. you really don't want him <laughs> building a fence with you. But something like that. So that's, yeah. that's good. I love that. Anything else that you – practical things that you can do today to help your kids through a difficult season? You know, well, we've we've missed the obvious, and that is, of course, pray. I mean, sure. um, I know we we sometimes overlook that because we all know that's hello. I mean, obvious, but it's more than obvious. Mm-hmm. It is 
it, if something happens, I want you to know, and I know you know this, in the, in the spiritual realm that we do not understand, cannot see, it's invisible when we lift our kids up and pray mm-hmm. for them. There are breakthroughs that can only come if we pray. So if, you know, the Spirit intercedes for us and we are groaning, we don't know what to say or what to do, but there is something we can do, and that is ask the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, to groan for you at the throne. And they talk in a language that, that meets a need deeper than we can, so we don't want to overlook the, the power of prayer. So that's a good one. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's a little bittersweet for me this week because as we're talking about yes. this, the son who was six weeks old when he left is graduating this mm-hmm. week. And just like I'm teary yes. because just what you were saying is I can remember just going in their room at night and just feeling so desperate for a work of the Lord mm-hmm. and just getting down beside their bed and praying and begging God, like with everything that was in me, just begging him to not leave my boys behind, right. you know, yeah. so... Well, I knew I'd, I'd hit a chord. I looked over and I saw a camera. Eyes were getting watery. Thought, it's graduation I, week. I thought, I thought, do you have an allergy? I knew better, Kim. I knew I'm better. I'm allergic to emotion. <laughs> All right. I, I would say also, what about keeping yourself healthy? Mm-hmm. You know, moms that are in that um, desperate, just those initial days and weeks whenever you are trying to figure this all out. Like you don't eat, you don't sleep, and then you're crazy if you're like me. Like I'm mm-hmm. straight crazy if I don't sleep well. So take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. My parents used to take my boys one weekend a month, and, and people would say, oh, do you love it? Do you just, you know, go and have fun? And I would think I balance my checkbook and I take a nap. Yeah. And then I get up the next day and I take another nap. I mean, I just I, you have to take care of yourself. Or um, getting help, just what you're saying, enlist an army, you know, mm-hmm. find some people to help. I kind of feel like everybody needs professional counseling at some point in their yes, life. Everybody yes. can benefit from that. So if you feel like I'm in a situation with my kids, they're angry, they're bitter, I'm angry, I'm bitter, go find help. Yes. You know, don't be too don't be too proud to say, I've never done this before. Let me go find some people who can shed some light on this. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage you to also do that. Anything else on that? Well, I'm just thinking about the moms, about you just feel so panicky. we got to fix this up. we got to get this better. You know, somehow I've got, I've got to hurry up and heal, get this healed because we can't live like this. You need to give yourself permission to process the pain. Mm-hmm. Give yourself permission to process because it's going to take a while to process and say this is part of it. And in the, in the, in the, in the time of processing the pain, don't, don't be in a hurry to heal. That's so good. You can do that because if you get in a hurry – Speed produces relapses, and then you'll be back to square one because you did not allow the Spirit to take you through it. You will get through it, but it's in His timing. So you need to give yourself some grace, forgive yourself, and humble yourself and let God do the process through you. That's good because we do want it to happen quick. Quick, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, because then we can move on to something different. So it takes a while. I'm nine years out, and there's still moments where – it feels the same way it did that first day. And mm-hmm. I think that's a good word of we're not the ones fixing this. Like God is that great fixer upper, you know, mm-hmm. Chip and Joanna Gaines have nothing on him. <laughs> um, I think right. that's so, so valuable to remember because again, our home is now labeled as the broken home, um, but it's being restored. So yes. we can, we can lean into that. Yes. Well, I just want to say you're nine years out. I don't mind saying I'm 30 years out. And I've seen the process. I've gone through all the stages of process, the graduation, having babies, and following Christ and enthroning him in your heart mm-hmm. is the answer. Yeah. Passing through all the seasons and your children landing on their feet. So yep. if you're serious about them, that is your top priority 
above all else. That's mm-hmm. good. It's a good word. It's a good word. I'm yeah. like almost 19 years out, and it's still true. Mm-hmm. It's still true. It's true in the beginning. It's just a little bit different. People say, oh, it gets easier. Oh, it just gets different. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, right. that's about it. That's right. Um, I certainly have enjoyed today. And, um, Kim, do we have any final last words that anybody would like to say today? Melissa, anything that we didn't ask you that you were itching to tell our audience? I don't think so. We covered some great stuff. And so I think um, just remembering that foundation and who you are and who you're not. And so you can do this. I just want to say you're so well respected uh, in the community. And we are so just feel we were so excited you were coming in today. And I would just can we do this again? Can we have you back and talk some more? I love it. You know, hate to cut it off today, but you've been such a blessing to us, and we would like to partner with you in the future. So Thank you. Now, are some future podcasts? Yes. Are some of your messages online? Yes. Okay. Tell the website in case anybody wants to look yes. you up because I've watched a couple of them and they're really, really good. This is not a, a plug. I no, I'm I didn't asking ask you. To. Okay. No, yeah. I'm, yeah. You here's can, the disclaimer. She did not ask for this, but they're just that good. You can go to crossings.church. Um, and Google. My name used to be Melissa Marshall. I just got married in September, and um, so I have um, also a message under Melissa Hyatt. So, um, yeah, if you're bored and you <laughs> want to hear some embarrassing stories about me and um, hear about Jesus, then, yeah, take a listen. <laughs> There's some good ones. Well, I do appreciate both of you, and as we wrap it up today, I just want to tell our listening audience that we're praying for you. And, and some of us have walked similar roads, maybe not all the same, but we know that it's hard. But um, we just want to tell you that you can do it because, look, we are like 9, 18, and 30 years out from it, and we've lived to tell about it, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And some days we were crying ourselves to sleep, and then some days we're laughing so hard we'd cry. So it's, it's a good life. But we would love to hear your thoughts on this podcast or any other resources that we have. You can email us at info at ariseministries.net. We would love, love, love to hear from you. If you enjoyed our podcast today, we invite you to subscribe and share it on social media. Maybe there's a, uh, another friend of yours that you think they need to hear some of these little tips that they're giving. So please share that. You can visit us on our website at ariseministries.net. We have lots of videos, articles, and podcasts specifically for single moms. Lots of tools for navigating real life. So with that, Pam and Melissa, thank you so much. I enjoyed visiting with you guys. And to our listeners, we say thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to an Equip podcast. To find out more about Arise Ministries or resources offered for single moms, visit www.ariseministries.net.